for now, they will not allow me to underwrite it. Because when At all, back, even it if it's a month. Time, and they said it's not a matter of time, it's a matter of value. Welcome to video three in this special video series where I'm attempting to virtually wholesale a house across the country in Maryland that I have never actually seen before and showing you how to do it step by step. And right at the end of the deal, I ran into a big problem where I can't close my deal. I've never had something like this happen before. I'm actually making too much money. Now I'm gonna break it down for you, including live calls so that you can make sure this doesn't happen to you. Coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. If you're new here to this channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the bell notifications so you don't miss new videos. Welcome back to those of you that have been following this video series where you're looking over my shoulder to watch me virtually wholesale a house from start to finish right from my home office in Arizona. Now, I've never actually seen this house in person. On video one, I showed how I found the deal and I got the contract with the seller. On video two, I showed my technique for finding my buyer. And this part three video was supposed to be the happy ending with a successful closing and a big fat wholesale profit check. And I wish that were the case, but that's not what went down. By the way, if you missed video one or two in this video series, stop this video right now and go back and watch those videos so that you can follow along with the progression on this deal. Now, I'll put the playlist link to those videos in the description below for you. So let's pick up where we left off from video two, which was finding a buyer for my deal. Now, following the technique I showed in video two, I was able to find two solid buyers for my deal. Keep in mind, I have the contract with the seller for 98,000. And I told both buyers that I wanted $125,000 for the deal. That's a $27,000 wholesale fee. Now, I felt in my heart of hearts that $125,000 was a really good number for a flipper. That wasn't a pie in the sky or an inflated number. The fact that I can make $27,000 on a wholesale deal is significant, which I'll come back to in a minute. But at this point, I have to decide how I'm going to structure the deal with whichever buyer I end up going with. There are basically two ways. I could do a single closing assignment or I could do a double closing. Understanding the difference and the pros and cons and when to use each method is critical. Let me briefly describe it now using my deal, assuming my buyer agreed to 125. Now an assignment of contract means the buyer would step in and take over my contract and on the day of closing, he would pay 125,000 plus closing fees. From the 125,000, the seller would get 98,000 and I would get 27,000. Now the pros to doing an assignment are that I don't have to bring any money to closing or pay any closing fees. I just walk away with $27,000. By the way, if you wanna learn how to fill out an assignment and even get my assignment contract for free, I'll put a video link in the description and my assignment contract download for you as well for free. The downside to doing an assignment is my assignment fee of 27,000 is on the closing statement and visible for both the seller and the buyer to see. Now you could hide it from the seller if you did separate closing statements where the seller didn't see the buyer side, but the seller usually isn't the issue. The issue can come when the cash buyer sees that I'm making $27,000 as a wholesale fee. Now, while it shouldn't matter how much I make, as long as he's happy with paying 125, I'm here to tell you that it does matter for some buyers. The way to not disclose how much you're making is to do a double closing. 
That means I would buy the property and pay the seller $98,000, and then I would immediately turn around and sell it to my cash buyer for $125,000. Now, he wouldn't know how much I made because he wasn't part of the first closing with the seller. So the benefit to a double closing is the cash buyer doesn't see how much I make. The downside is I would have to have the cash to pay the seller, in this case $98,000, plus pay closing fees when I buy it and closing fees again when I resell it. As a general rule, what most wholesalers do is if the wholesale fee is $15,000 or less, they do an assignment, and if it's over $15,000, they bite the bullet and do a double closing. But to me, there's more to the decision than just more or less than $15,000 to consider. It really comes down to how bad does the buyer want the deal. Let me tell a quick story to illustrate. I once had a deal with a $32,000 wholesale fee and the cash buyer didn't even hesitate with my price and I could sense he had no problem paying my price and that he really wanted the deal. So rather than wait and let him see my wholesale fee on his own, I addressed it right up front. I told him, before I agree to sell you this deal, I want you to know that I'm gonna make $32,000 on the assignment fee and I need to know right now if that's an issue because if it is, I have other interested buyers and I don't wanna waste my time or your time. So tell me, is this a problem for you? He was like, uh, no, 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 that's fine, we're cool. So I went forward with doing an assignment even though my fee was $32,000. But if I can sense that my buyer may have an issue with my big wholesale fee, I may decide to double close it to be safe, and that's what I did with this deal in Maryland. Here's how it went down. I told both buyers my price of $125,000, and I told them I needed a non-refundable earnest money deposit of $5,000. So non-refundable, and why $5,000? I wanted to really commit my buyer to the deal. So the first buyer took a look at my deal and he came back at $123,000, but he wanted to only pay $1,000 in earnest money and he wanted a five-day inspection contingency. Now the second buyer initially came back and said the most he could pay is $115,000 and he was fine with my $5,000 non-refundable earnest money. So what would you do? Take the solid $115,000 or gamble with the less committed buyer at $123,000. I'd love to know what you think. Leave a comment and let me know. But here's what I did. I told buyer one that I had another buyer interested and if he wanted the deal, he had to remove his inspection and raise his earnest money to 5,000. And then I told buyer two that I'd do it with him if he would come up to 120,000. So buyer one backed out and buyer two came back at 118,000 and then I held firm at 120 and he went and looked at the property again and he finally decided he would do it for $120,000 with a $5,000 earnest money. So since I have the contract for ninety-eight, dollars that would be a $22,000 wholesale fee. Now, am I sad that it's not $27,000? Yes, I'm a little disappointed. Seriously, not a bit. $22,000 is pretty awesome. Do you agree? Leave a comment and say, Jerry, a $22,000 wholesale deal is amazing. You are a flipping genius. But here's my concern. I don't feel good about doing an assignment. I don't know this buyer, and since I made him work his way up from 115 to 120, he may see my $22,000 wholesale fee and feel a little worked over. He may be resentful that I'm making that much. Upon finding that out, he may back out and try to renegotiate or just back down to 115. He may not, and he may be totally cool, and he may look at his own pockets instead of mine. I call this tripping over nickels to get pennies, but I don't know so to make sure I don't have any issues over my wholesale fee, I decided to double close this deal 
just to be safe. And just so you can see what this looks like inside my deal management system Flipster, I use the same purchase and sale agreement, but this time I'm the seller and my cash buyer is the buyer. Now I quickly filled this out, it took like five minutes, and I emailed it to my cash buyer for digital signatures, and using Flipster, it's super fast and super easy. And if you've never heard of Flipster, it's a cloud-based, all-inclusive deal management system to help you organize, streamline, and automate all of the steps to wholesaling and flipping houses, including paperwork you need to wholesale your deals. Now to learn more and see it in action, just go to getflipster.com. So the closing was scheduled with the seller on Thursday and the cash buyer on Friday and everything was as scheduled. Thursday morning, I wired 98,000 to the title company to buy the house. Now, if you can't write a check for 98,000, then you need to use a special type of financing called transactional funding, which is designed for wholesalers to do same day or next day double closings. It does cost to borrow transactional funding, but it gets your deal done. And I did a video that explains how transactional funding works. If you ever do double closings and you don't have the money, you'll need to know how to find this type of funding. So I'll put a link to that video in the description below for you to check out later. But since I have money coming out of my ears, I just sent the wire. Now here's where things took a turn for the worse. Right after sending the wire Thursday morning, Title called us and said they just received word from the title insurance underwriter that they will not insure the second closing with my cash buyer. Their reason was that selling the property for $22,000 more in a 24-hour period was too risky because the seller could come back and claim that they were fraudulently coerced into selling the property for $98,000 and try to make a claim on title. I have never heard of that before, and I have never had that happen to me before. Listen to my call with the title closer. Fountain Hill purchased it, and within, you know, they haven't had a chance to do any improvements to it yet, and already flipped it to... Yeah, but this is, since when does underwriting get involved in appraised value? I mean, the property's worth $250,000. They're to underwrite title, so if I buy it for 98 and I sell it for 120, why why do they care? What does that involve them? There's a big title insurance uh, fraud or claims, uh, a lot with flipping transactions. And the reason is would be, did the previous owner then feel like they were coerced or they were misled into selling their property um, and that they could come back and file a claim because they were misled or or coerced into transferring their property. I've never heard this before. There are no lenders involved. It's straight cash. Why would any of that matter? You close on today's transaction at 98,000. You close tomorrow's transaction at 120. That yesterday's sellers could feel like they were wronged and that you could very likely be accused of helping them defraud with the transaction. Then why, then why have I spoken to five other title companies and they've all said, yeah, I've got no problem. I just need to see that the deed was recorded. Get me a recording. Unfortunately, I can't answer for the other ones. We had to get authorization to be able to handle the transaction. And who's, and that's, who's, the, who's underwriting? Fidelity. If there had been time for the house to have had some improvements done on and things along those lines, it would be one thing um, for that kind of a flip transaction, but a flip transaction within 24 to 48 hours. It, well, that, okay, so let's not do it in 28 to 48 hours then. I mean, let's close it next Friday. Is that a problem? I would have to go back to my underwriters about it because, again, they've at this yeah. point, they've told me that I, my hands are tied. 
yes, I can't ask, handle the transaction. So ask him if, it's not really a matter of time, it's a matter of value. So Well you just said twenty four to forty eight hours. So can you well, ask can, 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 time frame? Can you find can you find the can, property was flipped right, immediately? I, I'm, Unfortunately, I, I, my hands are tied, and right, I, got, I wish I, that I had better answers. No, I got all. But I my got, hands are tied. I only write for the one title company or the one underwriter. I got all so, that. I, so, Susan, I got all that. Can you go back okay. and say how much time has to pass for me to under for you to underwrite this same property again? For for now, they will not allow me to underwrite it. Because we at all, even if it's a month, time, and they said it's not a matter of time; it's a matter of value, you know, company so or so whatever. And there was an assignment of to Fountainhead for the difference. What if I got? What if I got the right sellers there. to put something in writing that they're fine? I do whatever I'm doing. I would have to go back to my underwriters to get permission to okay. be able to do it. Ask them that. Ask underwriting if the if the original sellers at ninety eight put okay. something in writing that they understand that I'm a flipper and that I'm going to resell the property for more than what they purchased, more than what they sold it for, if they'll underwrite it then. All right, I can do that. So as you heard, they did not want to do my second closing. Now here I am sitting here in Arizona. I sent $98,000 and now I own this house. I've got my buyer at 120 expecting to close the next day and all of that came to a screeching halt Thursday morning. Now I have to figure out how to keep my buyer in play and figure out how to get my deal closed. Welcome to the wonderful world of real estate investing. But you know what? This is reality. This is the real world here. Not everything goes as planned. In fact, it doesn't go to plan more often than it does. If you can't handle that, this business isn't for you. So immediately I put on my never give up, don't take no for an answer, problem solving hat. I did two things. I asked Title to go back and ask underwriting if it was okay to wait a few days or if I could get the sellers to agree in writing that they were aware I was going to resell the property for more, which Title came back and said, at this point, my deal is flagged with underwriting and they just flat out do not want to do the second closing. My second option was to find another title company, which would delay my closing since now the new title company has to start from scratch and run a title search and get a copy of my recorded closing from when I just bought it and so on. But that is my best bet to still get my deal done, so that's what I did. Take a listen to my call with the new title company. If you could pull up that file and just let me know the soonest we could close. I mean, I, the buyer's ready, I'm ready. I just don't know when, what date we could close it at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, really it's going to come back to title work for me. You know, how quickly I can get my title work back in. So we can order it right away. When, when will you, I mean, what are the things that would hold it up? Um, liens that weren't cleared. Okay. What if there are none of those? Then, then we'd be, we'd be in good shape. That's pretty much what we care about. How long does it take you to get that back? From the time we order two days. Okay. But again, you know, we want to see it and, and look at it before I can comment officially. Yeah. When. So I'm not worried about that because I just closed it free and clear yeah. warranty deed, sure. paid cash. Yeah. So I don't have any liens on it. Well, then let's let's shoot for, I'll put whatever in the contract, but let's shoot for um, maybe like a Thursday, Friday closing. Okay. We'll try as fast as we can. Yeah. To send it over so we can get started and then we'll go move as fast as What's, we can.
So he said he would do it. I'm moving the closing with my cash buyer to the new title company. Hopefully we don't have any more hiccups. Stay tuned for the next video where I'll share what happens. Uh, but I try to constantly learn and grow from everything that happens, just like you are by watching my videos. So I decided to talk to my title agent here in Arizona that I do a lot of deals with about this situation and get her input and advice. And she said that this is a rising concern with title insurers and to prepare for this happening more often. So I decided to create what I call a flipping disclosure addendum to get included with my purchase and sale agreement that I can use whenever I do a double closing where my deal is $15,000 or more on the resell. Now this addendum is signed by the seller and it basically says the seller is aware that I am an investor and they're aware that I may quickly resell the property for more money and that they voluntarily sold the property to me at a discount and waive any claim on existing equity or future value that I create. Now I'm actually having my lawyer revise this right now to make sure that it's perfect, but if you'd like a copy, I'll give you mine for free. Just leave a comment and say, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. Please share your flipping disclosure addendum and I'll give you the download link. So cross your fingers that everything goes through and stay tuned for the next video where I'll share how it closes and funds. Again, I created a dedicated playlist with all of the videos about this deal. I'll put that playlist link in the description below for you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with over 525 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.